there, it's Cynthia Changmans, host of Cynthia Talks Life, Delectably Chic or Otherwise. Welcome to this September episode. So school has started. Uh, my little guy is going to a new school. So last week before classes started, we met the teacher and some of the kids, especially the new kids. Uh, we um, also went uniform shopping and got a few more pieces as well. Um, most of his uniform has to be purchased online, but there are some pieces that you can get at the school. I absolutely love the uh, setup of his classroom. All the kindergarten kids, he's in senior kindergarten this year, they are all um, kept in their own space with both classrooms that are for them as well as a shared space. Um, I also like how technology is used a lot more from what I understand um, so far and have heard from him um, than his old school, but it is not like overused. Um, he was, has been a little bit nervous um, about starting a new school, but he's, um, he's settling in quite well. And I've also signed him up for an after school activity. Regarding technology, I think he's still a little bit nervous. Um, we've been working on a bit on reading skills and pronunciation skills using a reading app um, on our iPad, and and um, and, uh, and we've been using, doing that for a few weeks. And his pronunciation has improved quite quite a, quite a bit. Some of the sounds that he can't say properly may be related to age, but I. Sometimes I'm wondering also if it's influence from the grandparents. Uh, my parents are well, what he who he calls Popo and Gong Gong are from Hong Kong, as you know. So they have um, a bit of an accent speaking English. They speak English very very well, probably a lot better than many immigrant parents. But so I bet I don't know what it is. It could it's probably a bit of both. Anyway, it is absolutely amazing and I he already has a new friend he still doesn't know the name of all the names of all the kids yet but there aren't that many children in his class so um, it's probably not going to take him that long to learn everybody's names so regarding his uniform um, you know it's all a lot of it is mix and match but uh, within a regulation of course but uh, one issue I have is uh, the lack of a cardigan or a zip hoodie kind of uh, thing. Is that at, 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 like when you're like four or five years old, you may still have trouble with pullovers. So what are we gonna do, right? Uh, the, the old uniform uh, for the school does have a cardigan and you're still uh, um, allowed to wear the, uh, legacy, what they would call legacy uh, styles. So I am hoping I will be able to pick up um, one or two at a, um, at a uh, gently used uh, uniform sale, uh, which is coming up soon. Anyway, let's move on to other issues. Um, I listen to a uh, food-related podcast and lately the hosts have been talking a lot about being quote-unquote anti-diet and 
I'm getting a little bit tired and uncomfortable with that, to be quite honest. Otherwise, I mean, I love the hosts. They're great. They, they um, have amazing recipe ideas and shopping ideas and things like that. I mean, obviously, they're based in the States, so some, a lot of the stores they talk about are, are, are south of the border. But we can always find equivalents up here. So, like, so they talk a lot about like Trader Joe's. Uh, which we obviously don't have in Canada, but um, but places like Farm Boy and Loblaws um, often have equivalent products. So especially Farm Boy, so um, I can always get something similar there. By the way, I've um, I didn't go to Farm Boy a lot until probably the last couple of months, and Farm Boy has been in Toronto for for quite a while now um i am I, I i am absolutely in love with their tabbouli okay so if you're if you're looking for some like tabbouli that it, like that it, that it, like grocery store tabbouli go to farm boy um but yeah it's almost restaurant quality i actually think it might be better than some restaurants and it is mostly parsley which i prefer over the um predominantly bulgur wheat uh, tabbouli. So there we go. Anyway, back to the whole um, anti-diet, whatever. I mean, I get fed is best, but I don't. What I don't understand is why stick to you know the super sugary cereals and ultra processed foods and be okay with it. Uh, I you can easily easily be healthful and budget friendly. Like a can of beans, a bag of dried beans doesn't cost a lot and neither does rice or quinoa so especially if you know where to shop like I've, I've done I mean I, I know groceries are getting a lot more expensive now but still if you look around and know where you go and know where to shop you can be budget friendly I get shamed so much by people um, for doing this like oh Cynthia please you know watch your privilege but it's just called shopping well and knowing how to shop anyway i recently saw a post on instagram by a health coach i think that's her title i'm not too sure if she's an actual dietitian like a registered dietitian or not um, where she wrote something along the lines of society eating so much ultra processed foods that when one eats more whole foods, quote unquote, than they're called, they're labeled as dieting. I really agree with what she said because it's absolutely annoying. I am not dieting because I'm eating, quote unquote, whole foods. I'm just eating the way I do and how I was raised. I do eat what some people call junk food. Like I do eat ice cream and cookies and cake, but I don't eat it very often. I mean, you know, I eat cookies every day, but these cookies are my, you know, two ingredient based banana oat breakfast bites. I, my, I, I don't even buy certain sugars for my kitchen. We keep honey and we keep maple syrup and that's it. All other sweeteners are fruit or if like things, you know, like if there's like, you know, like fruit concentrate in a jam or an apple butter or something like that. And some of my cereals have cane sugar in it, but I don't have actual containers of any kind of sugar other than maple syrup and honey. 
And like I said, I've been told that I was just quote unquote showing my privilege. I don't get it too often since I'm ethnic minority and I'm Asian, but I am once again still told that. And honestly, what does ethnicity have to do with it? It really, really bugs me when writers and journalists and podcast hosts talk about showing their white privilege when it comes to, be, to eating healthfully. I mean, I get it if the hosts are of European background, because, or like on both sides of the family, but like eating healthfully has nothing to do with your ethnicity. Uh, it does not. One more time, it does not. And honestly, um, can I, if I want to use the S word, you're stupid if you think it is. Maybe like when it comes to what many, I mean like I get it when it comes to many, what many like dietitians recommend, um, you know, or some national food guides, but even that's changing at least here in Canada. And I don't know, like can people, do people seriously not know how to substitute foods um, recommended on like the, let's say the Canada Food Guide with stuff that is more similar and more like what you're used to from your culture. If you really don't know how to do that, again, are you, you're not using your head or perhaps you're too much of a stickler to quote unquote tradition. This is something else that bugs me, gatekeeping food. I think I see that as one of the most mortal sins in the world. If you want to sub regular rice with cauliflower, you're not being less, say, Chinese, Japanese, or Indian. You're just being creative. You're accommodating someone, you're accommodating yourself if you're keto. Like, I mean, like, I made, I made dandan min, which I had, I really didn't really, which I called, I felt like I had to call tin tin min because I used hummus instead of, um, instead of uh, sesame paste. I didn't even, I didn't have tahini. I mean, uh, there's tahini in hummus. So isn't that kind of, sort of just being creative? I, 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 there's honestly people like, what is wrong with you? As for using, making cauliflower rice or uh, a cauliflower fried rice or just rice, any kind of vegetable, you, you, like, what if you're keto? You're just accommodating people who are keto or giving a keto option. So, like I said, just use your head. Anyway, back to the whole culture thing. I um, recently submitted my, a, a saliva sample to Ancestry to get my um, culture, get, to get my DNA, my, see what my um, ancestry it really is. Because since I often, I'm often told that I am whatever other kind of Asian that, that isn't Chinese, um, like I would like before the pandemic, I was just stopped by random people on like on the TTC, like on the subway, asking me if I'm whatever their background is. Anyway, um, the sample is apparently almost ready, but uh, it won't be ready until the end of the week as of this recording. I'm recording this on September 11th. Um, so yeah, that's 
what it is. So I'm talking, you know, like I know I'm ranting again, but this is the whole, the whole point of this podcast. Anyway, um, this week on Friday is also the, uh, the start of Rosh Hashanah. So Shana Tova to anybody who is celebrating. I know that um, I, my family, like my husband, myself, and my little guy, our little guy, will be going to a, a cousin's uh, celebration. Um, she's hosting, and uh, we are very much looking forward to that. So once again, have an amazing, amazing new year if you celebrate. And... Um, if I get it, if I get, if I hear, if I um, find out about my results, I will most definitely be uh, posting it on my site. Oh, one more thing. I recently started a Substack, so I will be blogging both on CynthiaCMints.com and my Substack. So the information uh, link to the Substack will be posted in the show notes. Thank you, and I will be back hopefully next month for another episode of Cynthia Talks Life, Delectably Chic or Otherwise. Hey, just an atom. I got my ancestry results back. Um, it wasn't super surprising. I am, uh, my roots are, are 94% Southern China, um, and 4% in Central and Eastern China. So it's kind of a little a bit further north. I'm assuming this is coming from my dad's side because I know that um, some that one of my ancestors came from quote unquote came from the north according to our um, kinship book on my dad's side. So I guess he's from up there. Um, it's not super super north, but north enough. And I guess um, if you're from like Guangdong, anything above a certain area, a certain border is quote unquote north. I mean, it's like saying, like someone from Georgia saying someone from Maryland is from north, the north, right? Because Mason Dixon might. Anyway, so yeah, so 4% uh, central and eastern China. What, um, and then I have 2% from Dai, D A. I, and that area is um, actually Yunnan, Laos, and uh, Myanmar. I don't know what side that's from, but that is like the so that that is the interesting uh, side. I I I want I don't know what side it's from. I don't know if it's my mom or my dad. I'm assuming it's from my mom's side. Um, so yeah, so those are my results. Um, I'll probably do a uh, longer post uh, somewhere, like on my blog uh, or, or on Substack, it's coming soon. And it's, I just find that very interesting. So that's all. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Cynthia Talks Life, Delectably Chic or Otherwise. Our opening theme is called Progress is an Inevitable by Black Rome, and our closing music is called Landing Place by Mark July. Both are courtesy of Shutterstock. Stay tuned for more coming soon to wherever you listen to podcasts. If you would like to contact me, please email me at talkslife at cynthiacmints.com. Questions, suggestions, and tips are always welcome. Hey, I may even answer some of your questions on air. 
You can also find me on social at for an Instagram at Cynthia C Mintz and Twitter on at Cynthia CM79. You want to read my blog? I'm at www.cynthiacmintz.com. You can find all this information in the show notes. And if you would like to be featured on this show, I'm open to interviews, so please let, let me know. See you next time.